When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody, welcome to episode 186 of, uh, oh wait, we stopped doing that, of Red Wings Rant. We're Tyrese in a passion, please, for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Mike, is it true? Mike, are we back? Are we back in the fight, Mike? For Shane Wright, yeah. <laughs> this season is over. <laughs> There could not have been a better way to open up this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we're we're asking the question because there's some simple, easy things we can go over. And, and even in the last episode, we started that conversation of uh, Mike had got over to the league standings and sorting by points percentage instead of um, games played. <laughs> we do lead the league in that. Yeah, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Games played. Um, it's a, I mean, a heavy schedule can wear on a team, Mike. And um, I, I don't know how many people are going to be excited to to hear this episode. But um, Mike, if that if that's our our title of the episode tonight is uh, are the Red Wings back in the fight for Shane Wright? Maybe the better question is, did we ever really did we ever really leave that fight? Because you and I said um what was it a week uh, two weeks ago at this point we were talking about a full week of hockey that needed to go win all the way for us to start using the p-word and that didn't Um, happen no right so what 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 were those uh was that a four game streak as well uh yeah we're not talking about the four games we just lost no we had a string of four you know, fairly difficult hockey games at home. Um, and the one loss was uh, the game I attended when we got shut out by the Capitals. That's right. And maybe the most unwatchable hockey game uh, this side of the New Jersey Devils in like 2005. Uh, but now that that's over, uh, hey, Soap Dish, how you doing? Um, yeah, it's just kind of a bummer because um, again, we had we had a little streak here where you know you and I had mentioned out loud, okay, looking at the the 
disparity between our record at home, um, our record on the road. Hey, Tristan. We just started, um, Tristan. Yeah. Um, on the road, you know, we said, all right, let's 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 pull out those games where, you know, in Canada, there's no Bertuzzi. Um, those don't really count. You know, we're missing arguably our, our most important player. And we were three and one. We're like, okay, maybe maybe we're an okay road team. Uh, and then these four games in a row happen. Um, where what did we get? I think we got one point, one point in four games. Yeah, oh, oh, three and one. Um, we got one measly point we against terrible one out Arizona. Against Arizona. Yeah, I, I think so. Like I, I, I immediately last night uh, screenshotted the uh, consolidated rankings for uh the upcoming draft <laughs> uh after we lost and it, it, i yeah. wouldn't have done that if it was a loss to tampa bay right like the reason i i absolutely make you know we have a graphic the episode's going to be titled this way many people are not going to listen because of the name of this episode uh it, it's because it was the arizona coyotes it, it, it's something where um this this is this isn't about um a streak of games being lost uh right this isn't this isn't about like seeing a point streak go down uh for an individual player i guess this is about seeing that killer instinct and the uh never say die attitude uh, that the red wings had been carrying uh through the first month of the season through october and and uh you know you had uh, the likes of Bleach Report, you had spitting chicklets, uh, discussing us on a on a daily basis because we were laying out like it was playoff games to to win some games. And um, I, I think right now what we just saw against uh, Arizona in the three games preceding um, was not necessarily a, the waving of the white flag, but it's it's definitely something where it just became routine for Dylan Larkin to say at the end of every game. Um, what happened to 60 minutes? Like what's going on here, boys? Uh, cause clearly Larkin is, I mean, this is gonna, if this continues for Larkin, this pace, this is his best, best season of his career so far. This is the game changing season where we see him move up into, uh, you know, the one C status. And we all feel pretty confident about saying that. Uh, so Larkin's fine. But the rest of this team is just kind of falling off. And and there's so many questions uh, to ask because uh, you and I have been saying since the beginning of the season, is it, is it really, is it really going to be about like, uh, you know, a winning streak ending, or is it just going to be about Tyler Bertuzzi, Vladislav Demistikovs plus 30% shooting percentage uh, coming back down to earth? And really, it's been a combo of the two. Because I, I think we certainly have seen uh, the level of play take a step back. But, uh, yeah, if you're looking at, like, the analytics, like the easy thing when we were seeing Tyler Bertuzzi, even in the first game of the season, pulling off uh, Connor McDavid, like, he, he was he was Tyler McTuzzi uh, a couple of times this season where he was just like, damn it, I'm going to go in and score. That's it. This is we're, we're scoring right here. We're taking the lead. We're tying the game. What, what have you. And th- those have those have disappeared. We're not talking about him completely disappearing off of like an expected goals chart, but the shooting percentage has certainly dropped. But I, it's definitely for me a combo right now. And where we ask the question, are we back in the fight for Shane Wright? It's it's less about those realities of Tyler Bertuzzi's numbers falling back to reality, Vladislav Nemesikov's 
numbers falling back to reality. And it's more about seeing these games and just seeing us get outplayed, outskated. Um, not not guys, you know, laying teeth on the ice to stop pucks. Um, you know, those <laughs> like against the Florida Panthers where we had that 45 second run of just continuous blocks to get the puck out of the zone. Um, but that like that mentality, or I guess that, uh, that energy, that's probably the best way to put it. That energy just seems to be gone. And is it just because of losses or is it just like, did we, did we peter out? I guess we don't really know. You can't really put a finger on it, but that's, that's me summing up why we're back to asking this question. Are the Red Wings are yeah. the Red Wings are the Red Wings back in the fight for Shane Wright? Yeah, and I think it's kind of discouraging in that um, you know it looks like in both sides um, of the rink they're they're having a lot of issues, right? So if that first line isn't popping in, you know, two, three, four goals, then we're just not scoring at all. Um, and then the probably the more crushing example of um, the other side, right? Defensively, outside of Arizona which, you know, that's a pretty pretty toothless offense to, uh, you know, to hold down, and they still got yep. an extra goal more than us. Um, defensively, we gave up five to Vegas, who still has, you know, injuries to some top players, uh, five to Dallas, and five to Columbus. Woo! Um, I mean, that's, that's really dropping us down the list here. Um, as far as, like, goals against, uh, I mean, now we're, you know, like the sixth worst team in the NHL. And among that list is the expansion Kraken, terrible Arizona, Montreal having, um, you know, no no goalie essentially this year. Uh, Tim Stutzla on the pips and Chicago, which is in a complete organizational <laughs> meltdown. And then it's the Red Wings. So it's kind of like, oof, not really company you want to be uh, amongst for sure. Yeah, it is kind of fun to, when you sort it by points for 17th and then you sort it by points percentage and you drop down to 25th. It, it's um it, it goes two ways actually i, I think uh, the nhl has a pretty good track record of trying to put um some teams they think are going to struggle to get the fan bases interested early they give them a pretty heavy schedule at the start of the season i think they've been pretty consistent with that for a while um so that's why we were you know getting so excited before but um as uh craig points out here very tired group tough schedule for a young team absolutely um, I think that could that could come into play. And when you talk about uh, where I say they, they lost the energy, and I think that's certainly part of the conversation here, that's where that comes into play. So do we know enough to say that it's not coming back? Nope. But uh, I think I think we could definitely point to these last four games. Uh, and I, I, as easy as it is to just say, well, Tyler Bertuzzi uh, wasn't popping them in at 60% shooting percentage. That's fine. But watching this game, playing the eyeball test, that that energy, that high tempo, that you know, never quit. That that certainly went away in these last four games. And um, yeah, it's just uh, I, I think I think too, like to come back to reality. And as much as I hate hearing this, and everybody had to put out their tweet last night, like, well, wings <laughs> shooting back to reality. It's like, yeah, we we know we we were having fun, but uh, you know, now now that. You 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 fall back down. You you are in reality. You fall back down from grace. Um, I I think it's still fair for us to come back and and have a little bit of fun with with that idea. And um, you know now now that we lose to Arizona and we see some of the other teams at the bottom, I think that's where uh, I've decided, Mike, uh, and I'll make the announcement now that um, 
we're going to have weekly or twice weekly segment and uh, we'll do our back in the fight for Shane Wright segment. Uh, so that that's it today, Mike. And you summed up where I wanted to go with that. <laughs> Sitting at 25th means that uh, we do have, what, seven spots ahead of us right now. Um, and I, I, I think it's it's pretty fair to say that we can leapfrog over the old New York Islanders. Um, and there's probably a fair shot that the Vancouver Canucks could get some sort of winning streak going. Uh, but it, it is when you look at the Blackhawks, the Canadians, the Senators, the Kraken, and the Coyotes. Clearly, the Coyotes are in a whole nother level. Even their victory over us does not mean that, you know, they're going <laughs> to get a winning streak going here. But I, I, I think we're at least in this tier uh, with the Blackhawks, Canadian Senators, and maybe, maybe the Kraken. I don't know. The Kraken do look pretty terrible. But uh, maybe maybe the Senators, Blackhawks, and Canadians. We're, we're in this tier right now where uh, we'll be fighting for that third that third draft pick is, is kind of where my head's at right now. So, uh, yeah, as we, as we go through, Mike, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll continue the rest of the season. We'll play that game. And uh, certainly, I mean... You could go. You could go in the other direction on this points percentage standings right now, and look at the Buffalo Sabers, the Dallas Stars, San Jose Sharks. Certainly, we could uh, leapfrog them. Los Angeles Kings. I think uh, have, we have potential to leapfrog them. Uh, Nashville Predators. There, there's there's a ton of different ways we can have this conversation right now. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep everybody updated for the rest of the season. We got you got to have fun with it somehow. So yeah, uh, you guys can keep an eye out. Um, if you guys have any, uh, suggestions for where to take the conversation on a weekly basis, uh, do what Tristan did, uh, hit us up on Instagram. I got to point out, uh, Tristan has been giving me his, uh, his ideas for free agent targets. Um, I think Tristan, I'll, I'll let you know. I did see just now, um, your, your DM with, with your list there, there are some pretty good names on that list, but I, I got to confess, I, I might be. My free agents, I I think, are pretty plain uh, in regards to I'm looking at the big names because that's where I want to spend the money. I, I don't know how many guys we can pick up where we're trying to like outsmart the free agent system and it'll make a huge difference for us, you know, in the points percentage. Uh, I think yeah, we all agree. I, like before we, done, yeah, yeah, before ahead. we kind of did the, you know, peripheral free agents, right, guys kind of on the. You know, uh, we got another third liner. Like, yeah, you know, I, I don't think we're another third liner, right? This now I kind of see, you know, we're at the point where we need some difference makers who, you know, the team's going through adversity. Uh, we need somebody on that second line. We need another top pairing defenseman. And Edmondson, God, if you can't make it this season, please, next season, we're going to need you. Um, but I guess. The first couple weeks of the season, we were we we're flying sky high. Um, you know, this was like a whole new brand of Red Wing hockey where, like you said, there was, um, 60 minutes of sustained, um, like interest, uh, from our team, um, pressure effort. Um, you know, it, it felt like they wanted to win every game, even the ones where they, you know, came up short and you're like, wow, this is a team that fights all the way through the end. Um, then this past week, it was just such a, disappointment um uh, just getting destroyed defensively um again you know the the issues that's plagued this team the past couple seasons we don't have anybody who can score outside of the first line and this red wing team is just so bipolar man um i guess what i'm wondering is the next time we have a homestand are we going to be flying high again like is this in the natural like 
evolution, right, of a rebuilding team, yeah. um, or natural progression of a rebuilding team, it kind of feels obviously not good, but it kind of feels like we're in that spot where no, we're not, we're not a good team, but you can see those flashes, right? And maybe right now we are we're going to literally be the definition of like a like a 500 team where half the games you just you can't believe that this isn't like a, a playoff team and the other half you're like my god the entire team could get sent down to grand rapids yeah i uh that's actually an amazing point i mean that's that's probably how you should be looking at 500 teams and we could still get really excited about them because we see those flashes and then of course they just they disappear um but it does it does look like we're at the beginning of the season. We were making those arguments of like, hey, we, we still don't have Jakob Ferrana, so this team's Stanley Cup bound. Um <laughs> it's it's definitely apparent that, you know, without the finishing, that uh that second line that just they get chances galore. But goddamn, can nobody finish on that second line. I, I don't know if you put in half those chances and make them all Jakob Verana goals where this team sits, especially with giving up the, you know, you, you do the five to two games um, as we're talking about there. So I think that's, that's ultimately like, you know, where we talked at the beginning of the season, let's uh, it, we were looking at like Jay Fresh's points projection and we we're all kind of talking, like we still had Jakob Verana in our points projection. And then we were talking like, if you add Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider, which uh, Jay Fresh's um, system at the time did not take into account. Uh, right. We mentioned that even Connor McDavid only brings in so many points. Like it, it's, it, you still have a crap player brings in like a couple of points. So Connor McDavid surely brings up, brings in a ton of points, but Lucas Raymond and more insider would have had to outplay Connor McDavid to put us in playoff position. So uh, if you go back and check out like Jay Fresh's models for points projection, now we're at like 83. Uh, <laughs> that's an increase from 79 to 83. So with the nice start we see from, from Lucas Raymond and more insider, uh, it was still just an increase of four points. So <clears throat> To your point, to the point we were making, I, I was making to, to, to Tristan there, and uh, I guess for conversations going forward, um, it really is going to be about less of the the dinking and dunking on on filling out the bottom the bottom six. Because I mean, you could take a look at uh, you know, I I, I did want to play eventually in this episode. Uh, let's let's build out a new second line. Uh, but if you take a look at Michael Rasmussen. He had, of course, he he was a part of the big uh, uh, blunder yesterday. Um, oh, letting God. the goal in. It's two more steps, dude. But he oh, had, I thought you meant on the. I thought you meant on that icing. Uh yeah. So it's. Uh, I mean, really, Rasmussen had like great game, and then the third period really sucked. I mean, there 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 was just Rasmussen uh, kind of fart sandwiching it into Arizona's victory. Yeah, it was a big but, uh, big uh, bowl of fruit uh, fart snacks. Let me tell you. <laughs> but what i guess what i wanted to bring up and and can we explain that season is, can we explain is, that inside joke before we go further uh that's my daughter's uh game uh she loves fruit snacks and there was an instance where she asked for a fruit snack and i said did you say a fart snack so i started making fart noises and patting my butt and uh ever since i've done that she had a jolly good time with it now she goes around asking her grandpa if he wants a fart snack. Grandma, does she want a fart snack? It's it's good fun. 
So it, that that's one of the things where you think at first you're going to get in trouble with uh, with your significant other uh, for teaching know, but your kids something that, bad. But it's so. that little that little voice of hers is too cute. You can't yeah. get mad at fart snacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, God damn it! Where was I going with that point? Um, <laughs> I forgot what I, I, I was just, talking about. <laughs> there's just so much doom and gloom in this episode. I, I just had to get a moment of uh, my little niece in there. Um. I should mention too, we do have, uh, since we're asking the question in this, uh, are we back in the fight for Shane Wright? Let, let me sum that up. Let's let's get that out of the way because we'll we'll just we'll do this. We'll move on to our our next subject. Um, I I don't think we ever left that conversation. Is the real answer, and we were we were having way too much fun, right? I th- I think we had kind of talked ourselves into using the p word. Yeah. Well, we never. We, I'm glad we called it the p word, though, right? Like we we wanted to keep it at the. We did make that very important distinction. Yeah. Uh, that some certain things needed to happen before we just full on guzzled and, as much Red Wing Kool Aid as we could. But, yeah. And think about that. We we put we put on. Uh, you know, it would have been pretty fantastic for them to do the things that we needed them to do, and then that would have told us, yes, they certainly are a P team. But Mike, they didn't do those things. So that told nope. us we didn't have to worry about it. So I, that was I think four that's... straight games of fart snacks. Don't like it. <laughs> Mike, can you believe it? DraftKings is recognizing our favorite sport. We do a podcast about hockey, and we are finally able to discuss the fact that they're an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Um, let's let's go right. That's what I'm ready to say. Matt, I've had enough talking about the other sports. Stop for a big boy sport. The <laughs> NHL. That's National Hockey League. That season is underway. DraftKings Sportsbook, an unofficial sports betting partner of the National Hockey League, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. Nay, the greatest sport on earth. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper. Oh, gotta be a, or a slapper, maybe, or a deft uh, deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. Sports what if it's some nasty sauce? All right, go What on. if it's an empty netter? Still counts on the stat sheet, my man. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, so the next subject here, right? Um, everybody, uh, type them up. Give me give me your second lines because uh, I'm, I'm done uh, with uh, with Fabry, Suter, and Zadina. Uh, Wait, they have to be current Red Wings? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, I, they could be current I, Griffins too. Um, I, I'm just. I know we're gonna get a lot of votes for Valeno, but he's still kind of a really good third line center for me. I, I, I don't know if he's really gonna be 
that second line guy to you know really you know pepper in the points. Um, more importantly, like I do want to see people's ideas, but is Blashill ready to uh, boggle this team outside of the first line, or do you think he's ready to boggle the whole lineup? Well, I mean, can I just he, this is out- like this is four games of garbage. Yeah, I, I mean something's got to change, right? And I, I think uh, you're starting to see too, like the the routine of your talking heads for the Detroit Red Wings, your top journalists are starting to tweet out like, "Here's the lineup for tonight. No changes since the last game." And... I guess we'll try and expect a different result. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like. Um, all right, yeah, I guess we'll keep rolling with the same exact thing after we got destroyed. Let me ask you, yeah, here's what I want to ask you, Matt, uh, while the second lines are coming in. I think the tough question for Blashill is you know that you want Lucas, almost at all costs, to play with Larkin. Um, I mean, Lucas is a little baby. Uh, We need him to play with his dad, right? Oh my god! Yeah, fantastic guy just to learn so, from. If 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 Larkin wasn't having the season he's having, Larkin is still the perfect guy for Lucas to play with. And I feel like you, I don't think you you want to break them up. And then you know if you listen to any kind of national perspective on the Red Wings, you know I'm only mentioning that because it's it's something that seems obvious enough that it transcends outside of a local Detroit market that sees it every night. Is Bertuzzi and Larkin do play well together? So I guess the question I have for you is, yeah, we could boggle, you know, the second, third, and fourth lines and, you know, just see what kind of swirls out of the toilet. But do you risk breaking up that first line? I think that is that is the harder question. Do you try yeah. to yeah. do you try to spread that out a little bit? You stole my thunder. God damn you, you <laughs> piece of garbage. <laughs> That's what I'm so here just, for, man. I was going to let everybody build out their second lines. Then I was going to go, you guys realize you could take from the first line, right? Um, I did want to point this out, though. While I was doing research for this and comparing Joe Valeno and Rasmussen so far, and this is all broken down per 60. Joe so, Valeno, the, the indie darling, by the way. Right. And this isn't to say that, I mean, he's so young. We're not saying that Michael Rasmussen is better than Valeno. All I'm saying is that there isn't really enough there to say one guy right now would be better than the other. I think anybody right now is just saying, well, Valeno's younger, so there's that better opportunity to see, you know, like like this would be the more exciting. Better the devil we don't know. Yeah. Right. If you if you said Valeno is more exciting because it's unknown, boom. There's your that's the way to put it. Do not tell me that you see so much more out of Joe Valeno than Michael Rasmussen to give him the shot. That you could tell me he's more exciting. Yes, you can, but you can't tell me <laughs> there's clearly a better option uh, in uh, in Valeno over Rasmussen only because of what we've seen him do on the ice. It's flashes, but certainly there's been flashes of Rasmussen as well. So I I will leave it at that. And as we continue to get uh, a couple of answers here, I do want to throw up what's up, Timmy. He he wants more Kool Aid, Mike. Um, <laughs> more Red Wing Kool Aid. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's hard after an 0-4 week, essentially. I, yeah, I don't it, care about one point against Arizona. However, I mean, we do Matt, we do want to giggle about it. But yeah, it it again. I I think if we won last night, I think this episode just to kind of fantasy book it would have been a satire of like we're back. You know, like we would have beaten the team we were supposed to beat. We wouldn't have actually meant it, but we would have had fun with it, especially if it was a multi-goal blowout. But we didn't get that, Mike. 
We got yeah. shut out from just putting the puck on net for eight minutes in the first period last night, which when you play most of the game with a one to nothing lead, you're kind of like, eh, like that's fine. We're winning one to nothing. Who cares about those eight minutes? When yeah. you lose to the Arizona Coyotes, you go, what the hell happened in those first eight minutes that the Coyotes shut us out from getting a puck on net? Um, so yeah, unfortunately, we'll we'll need some time here. Uh, hey, what's up, Wednesday. Timmy? What's uh, what's your second line, Timmy? I want to hear that too. Now, uh, Eric, you're cheating a little bit here because you're you're you've Verona. played God and you've put Verona back. Oh, you know what? Everybody's putting Verona in there. You know what, guys? Unfortunately, you you can't just make Verona healthy. So you got <laughs> you got to pick guys on the current active roster. Now, yeah. if this if you guys are making fun of the Red Wings. And saying that a completely destroyed Verona body is better than Robbie Fabry or Pew Suter out there. I'm Arguably could joke. still be a correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> but let's, uh, I mean, Eric is, we'll, we'll point this out at least so far. Eric's got Suter and Zadina still on the first line. Uh, his next go was Valeno and Zadina. Uh, Tristan has Stevens and Zadina, which I like because he's thinking outside of the box. Uh, soap dish, gimme Z, Larkson, Raymond on the first, Bert, Valeno, and Ernie on the second. Verona went healthy, boom! Soap dish, soap dish, playing this game right. So far, you're in the lead. Now, Mike, <clears throat> I got my second line, man. You ready? Go for it. Still gonna put Fabry in there, still gonna put Puce in there, but we're putting Dirty Toozy, <laughs> and I think that is does two things right um because I, I think you're spreading the wealth a little you're bit dirty you got, dog. you're putting that dirty twos um is it that nickname is is really the more you think about it really appropriate but dirty twos um i i think more this is more about getting zadina going because if he's on a line where he likes playmaking right now and for whatever reason when he shoots the puck it just refuses to go in the net yep um he still likes playmaking um but i think he'd really enjoy making passes to lucas raymond who, who loves putting pucks in nets? I think that would be a really killer combo. And he would get to play with the fastest skater on the team and Larkin. Um, so I, as much as we love that 2 Larkin chemistry, um, I, I we got to unlock Sedina. We got to wake this guy up. And I, I think this would probably be a good way to do it. Um, and the second line, I, I, you know, the guy who's got the best shot percentage on the team with, you know, well, you're, you know, you're second line by default. So good luck, guys. Now at least you get an A-plus player on the on one wing. All right. That was also my pick. Oh, but... I'm stealing Nate's thunder twice. Woo! Yeah. The reason, Mike, yeah. is that is our Guelph storm line. That was our, uh, we were talking about it before the season even started. That's the line that played uh, played together on the Guelph storm. Uh, Bertuzzi, Pew Suter. Robbie Fabry, light it up. You get the Red Storm line. You can market it. You can make T-shirts on it. That's number one, Mike. Before we think about goals. Almost as important as the goal scoring is the marketing. That's before, right, everybody. Before you yeah. think about goals, Jeff right. Blaschel's in there thinking, how can I market this team? <laughs> think, all right, so joking aside, I, it's funny. We just lost viewers when I said that. <laughs> Come back, guys. Uh, it, hit the subscribe button now before you leave. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, but that's... We talked about that before the season started. 
And that, there was a good reason for that. And and I, I think it's because we're, we're coming back trying to build on some chemistry that these guys have been playing together in the past. They know each other. Um, and, and you're not, you know, you, you don't have to go too, you don't have to stretch things too far. Um, right. and, and the idea that we're only making one, one change really, right. We're just, we're, we're just flopping, uh, Zadina or flip, flip, flipping or flopping. Oh yeah. You're good. Uh, flipping Zadina and, uh, and Bertuzzi. I mean, it's, it's one move. You're, you're really giving Bertuzzi this opportunity now to, to stand out if if he wants to go back to the Bertuzzi of the first couple of weeks of the season and show us like yeah I, I can make a hell of a difference here like this is this can be my team i think that's that's the big test put him on line number 2 try try and get those other boys going um and i i honestly at certain points of the season i don't know why i said honestly this isn't a hot take or anything um Bertuzzi's been the best player on the team so have that guy who at different points of the season has been the best player on the team, have him try and light up these two guys that when they're playing with Sedina, who has these analytics that are off the chart, uh, see if, see if he can turn them around. Um, now, you know, like the interesting thing at that point is if Verona ever does come back this season, what, what you do with those lines, if they actually are successful. Um, but that's a problem you like to have. Um, and we're also pretty much just saying too, like, all right, Sedina, Here's your test. Like, you have great-looking analytics. Of course the chances are there. Now you're going to play with Larkin during his best season uh, of his career so far, and you're playing with a super high talent in Lucas Raymond. That seems to be uh, the beautiful mix of <laughs> an elite-looking shot. I will say that. It looks elite. And a playmaker as well. So let's, you know, let's see what you can do, Zadina. And I, I don't, I don't see why that would ever be a problem, because we just—I mean, we just got crunched three games and then lose to the Coyotes. There, there's no point in like protecting the first line, um, and there, there's definitely no reason to like not test Sedina on that first line either. Like, if you're thinking you need to protect him for some reason, I, I think from a two-way perspective, he's proved. At this point, this is, this is a pretty good sample size, Mike. We're a quarter of the way through the season. He's proved he can handle himself. He's limited chances uh, to the point that he's getting more chances on the ice than he's giving up. So he won't hurt this line, or at least the history, <laughs> the evidence says he's not going to hurt this line moving up to the first. Uh, but clearly this will be that test. Um, you know, does, does it make the difference to have him playing with the elite skaters on this team as opposed to playing with guys that might not be in anybody else's second line um, in regards to Pew Suter and Robbie Fabry. Sorry, said it. Boom, it's out there. Um, I mean, Mike, we test him on the first line. We could learn that maybe Zadina's holding back the second line. Saying it's out there, if you're not asking that question, you're not do you're not asking enough questions. I'll say that. And I'm not saying you're asking the right or wrong questions. You haven't asked enough questions if you haven't said to yourself, is Zadina holding the second line back? Not saying he is. We have to test it. But I, I, I can just imagine this being somebody's gonna clip it out, share it on Twitter, and say Red Wings rant says Zadina sucks. Not saying that, but if you're not testing, well now they can. Yeah, it's a lot easier to pull <laughs> yeah. that 
no. particular audio clip right there. Yep, yep, damn it. I screwed up. I screwed up. All right. Scratch that. All right, guys. We're going to delete this broadcast. We'll be right back. Just give us a minute. I'm just kidding. Um, six people uh, just left the... <laughs> should we uh, be taking a look ahead um, at this week's games? Or I, would, I wasn't sure what else you had for us today. Yeah, we're, we can wrap up. Uh, for anybody who doesn't... Mike, you're the only person who knows. Uh, we just had Thanksgiving. Um, so I'm a little buzzed. I had a lot of turkey, and I'm ready to go to bed. Uh, so unfortunately, this is a shorty, and it really sucks because we're also only going to have one more episode before you and I take uh, a, a, a week and a half break. So <laughs> we're kind of screwing everybody over here by only giving you a half hour. But uh, we are going to wrap up here after we talk about the upcoming games. So we do have uh, St. Louis on Wednesday, which gives us Mike. Got Sunday off, Monday off, Tuesday off. So it'll be a good test to see how do we do yeah, a bit the, of a rest. The other thing I was just going to bring up too. Yeah. Um, so you're getting the extra days of rest. Um, I can't remember which of the commenters um, mentioned, you know, this is a tired team. Um, you know, it hasn't really gotten a break. St. Louis coming in. Um, they've had a game every other day uh, for two plus weeks. Um, and as far as like getting a break to kind of, you know, reset, um, starting on the 11th of November, um, they lost in overtime to Nashville. Then they lost in regulation to Carolina. Then they lost in regulation to Edmonton. Then they lost in regulation to Arizona. Then they lost, no, they actually did win a game against the Sharks, but then they lost again to Dallas. Um, and so before they play us, they do have another game against Vegas at home. And then they travel to Detroit. So you talk about kind of a tougher schedule and the Red Wings getting some time off. They're going to get some home cooking. Whew, I'm just saying, I don't know if you want to say this is an important game, but I, if you're going to be playing a, a St. Louis team on tired legs, you're getting a break and you're at home. Um, if we're going to keep playing this, well, you know, we're progressing here. This is not quite a P word team, but you know, maybe we could still be around 500. I think this is an important game to circle and be like, this This is one we should definitely take. Right. And I, I think, too, when we go back to the beginning of the episode and the conversation of where, where did the energy go, if it's still missing, that answers a lot of questions so far for this season. And um, I don't know. Uh, I, I've, been, I've been taught that when you're dealing with adults, you have to hope that they can find the motivation themselves. So what do you do with that information, right? Um, do have to point out, Mike, Jared Shaw, also coming off, big old Thanksgiving dinner. Went a whole, went whole turkey like tonight. Uh, I, I don't do that myself. I, I like me some slices of turkey. Um, and uh, do want to give a shout out. Great Ford, uh, he showed up here in the chat. Sorry, I think we missed most of the stuff here. Uh, Rasmussen was just being lazy, and Jared's calling him out for this. Mantha 2.0. Um Jared, I'll let you have that one. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I liked Mantha. I don't, I don't know if he was a big. I think he, I think he got sick of of losing. Um, and uh, Brad thrown out there. St. Louis is on a skid, and that skid hopefully leads to some some happier uh, recording uh, Wednesday night as we bid you guys adieu. And then uh, that upcoming week is when we're going to start doing our pre-recorded episodes, and those will continue into. Uh, the first week of December, uh, where we're going to have ourselves a little bit of a break. Um, everybody yeah, needs no, one, we, Mike. Maybe we'll maybe we'll come in with uh, we'll just be happier after that break. Because I know we were going to do the um, uh, Mitchell Stevens story uh, that you put together, but we're also going to have the the free agency stuff 
because we just want to get the teaser out there for what's coming. Yeah. Um, free agency stuff. And then I also uh, have recorded. So you guys will hear this uh, Monday, a week from a week from tomorrow uh, is going to be our uh, prospect rundown. So I pretty much just went through everything that's been going on with all of our prospects and kind of, I, I weighted everybody and, and kind of ranked them accidentally uh, based on how I uh, talked about them in the episode or what, what point I talked about them. And then gave you guys a timeline on when they'll actually be around. Uh, so don't don't get too excited. But uh, <laughs> there aren't a lot of guys that uh, I, I picked to be making it uh, to the team by next season. Uh, but yeah. certainly, certainly a couple in a couple years. So... Well, the free agency, too, is, you know, we we're talking about this team feels like they're probably a second line center or first line center um, and top pairing defensemen away. And so that's why we're trying to get a glimpse into the future and what we could be buying with all that cap space we have. So uh, just another fun topic because it's feasible um, and you can kind of see where we're on the cusp of, you know, being a move or two away from being relevant. Yeah, and it's something, too, where we went um, where Mike says, you know, we, we've got that money. So we, we are spending in that episode. We are, we're trying to find the right fit too. Uh, but we want to find the guys that, that will push this team into another level. Um, and, uh, yeah, if, if that, if that helps you, if that prepares you, like, uh, like I said earlier, you guys feel free to find us on, uh, on Twitter, uh, at BOD hockey or, uh, an Instagram brothers underscore of underscore discussion. Uh, do what Tristan did. Tristan and I have been chit-chatting back and forth on some of our free agent targets. Um, I'm going to let Tristan influence a couple of my ideas, and uh, I'll put in some of his in that episode as well. So if you guys want your voice heard, just uh, let us know, and uh, we'll plop them in there, and we'll kind of grade them out as well. All right. Everybody, if uh, you are watching on YouTube right now, hit that like, hit the uh, subscribe button for us. does us a world of good. If you are listening to the podcast right now, uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts, actually. Just forget whatever you're listening to. Give us a subscription, rate us, and review us. Uh, that's how um, that's how other people find us that uh, aren't just accidentally running into us. As, uh, Apple Podcasts will suggest us every time we get reviewed. It happens every time uh, when we get a cluster of reviews coming in. Uh, all of a sudden, the... <laughs> the plays go way up so uh you guys could do us that honor um we'd greatly appreciate it uh but uh for that like i said uh the last episode uh will be uh this upcoming wednesday we're taking uh, about a week and a half off uh so you guys want to be there for that it'll be uh probably a recap and i am thinking about maybe doing a, a live watch along wednesday night so uh you guys just watch the youtube channel and uh if you see that pop up i'll be doing it uh, otherwise, we'll be going live after that Blues game to talk about what happened. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on Wednesday.